Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the T-Bar podcast, your friendly reality TV podcast where we discuss all your favorite shows, including Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, New York, and all the other different franchises. Now, in this episode, we'll be discussing the latest Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills episodes, which just happen to be the reunions. So let's get started. Uh, I will go first with a random question. Okay, which housewife, well, which housewives from Real Housewives of New York, because Beverly Hills is meh, uh, is most likely to think the plural of moose is meese or mooses? What is the plural of moose? (laughs) (laughs) This is also an English podcast for everyone out there. (laughs) <laughs> I believe it is Mooses. Oh, it is Mooses. Okay. Yes. So that's correct. Who believes it is Meese? Just like goose to goose to geese. Alright. You have Dorit. Oh no, not Dorit. I mean Dorinda. <laughs> Ramona. Leah. <laughs> Who else is oh Luann? Look, uh, I I'd have to go Sonia. I think she she's the ditziest. I think she she would not know what Mooses, mice. mice. <laughs> I would usually agree with you, but I actually think it's Ramona because she has a tendency to say sayings and things incorrectly. Like when she thought mm. reggae was reggae. I think, am I saying mm. it? Am I saying it right now? I don't know. <laughs> reggae. Reggae is correct. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that is true. Actually, I forgot about Ramona. She has terrible pronunciation, or is it? <laughs> These are all the questions that we answered today. <laughs> so I think Countess Luann is probably the most likely to maybe in one of her songs use, really? uh, and it goes from oh, moose to moose yeah. or something like where she's trying to rap. <laughs> Is she a rapper now? Or? She's trying out a brand. I wouldn't put Cabaret it past her. to rap, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it, it could be any one of these ladies, I think. I think Leah would probably... She would know. ...be most likely to own mooses, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have another question for you all. Mine is, there are many books written by the ladies... Which one would you rather read? We have Ramona Singer's Life on the Ramona Coaster, Carol Radswell, The Widow's Guide to Sex and Dating, Class with the Countess, Naturally Thin by Bethany Frankel, uh, Alex McCord, Little Kids, Big oh, City. Oh, that one. Or also, we've also got Kelly Ben Simone, I Can Make You Hot, a oh. Supermodel Diet. I mean, look, I, I, I could keep going. There there are many, uh, all, all, I'm sure, great books. Well, I feel I can easily answer this question because I already have this book and it's oh. Class with the Countess. <laughs> Do you? I didn't realise. Do you, you have that? I have downloaded this book. Um, I haven't read it yet, though. <laughs> I think I read it a couple of pages yeah. and I'm like, this sounds like 100% like Luann. Um, I, actually, I'd just like to add in an extra book, which uh, I have just found. Secrets of a Jewish Mother. 
Oh, is it by Jill? Is that by Jill Zarin? Zarin! (laughs) I think we should rule out Bethany's book because she just hawks a whole bunch of products and I just can't, can't take it seriously. Look, she there there are many books on here actually from Bethany. That was just one. Mm, mm. I'm sure. Um I'd actually be curious about Ramona's one, the Ramona coaster, because it would just be full of some like quirky Ramona isms that maybe the world's just not ready for. Uh but I've got Carol Ratzewell's book and she's a great writer and oh, is she a ghost writer just like from season five? I, I personally don't believe she is a ghost writer. I think she's very clever. So I'm going to go with Carol Ratzi. Mm, interesting. So have you read that book then, Claire? Yes. Not all the way through, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it with me on holidays to read and there's just always something else that I want to be doing or either that or I get sick and then I forget. Mm. Ah. Do you know, I think I would like to read Alex McCord's Little Kids Big City. I Ugh. would just love to read the words because I could. I feel like if I read it, I would just imagine it in her voice <laughs> as I'm reading it. Look, each, each their own. <laughs> <laughs> the Van Houten boys, how to raise one of your own. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or, you know, leggy blonde and just have one leg. Oh, is that oh, is that Aviva's book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to read that. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no, there's no. But actually, I do think I, I would also, yeah, I'd be interested to read Ramona's book as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she has some very progressive thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just having a look at at uh, Ramona's uh, 3.1 on Goodreads. Out of five. Yeah. No, Three point one's not bad, yeah, yeah. That's She's above average. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I mean not not great, but not bad either. Well, look, we'll be I'll be eager to hear your reviews of all these books in the next episode. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading Ramona's reviews all the reviews of Ramona's book right now. <laughs> One yeah. lady said, I don't know why I expected more, but damn, this book is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Still so two much. stars, though. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. If I thought a book was horrible, one star. What's the front cover like? Is it Ramona on a roller coaster? No, it's Ramona on a counter holding an apple. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, because hmm. oh, New York, I guess. Mm-hmm. But she's like, <laughs> she's lying on her side. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, she's lying. Oh. Oh. It's like this. Oh. Oh, she looks good. I when really, I think it should be like this. For <laughs> <laughs> everyone out there, it's just—it's actually Ramona on a on a roller coaster. <laughs> that is so good. Amazing, amazing. She definitely should have used that instead. <laughs> Ramona, if you want some tips on how to make your book sell. Talk to us. <laughs> I will post that Ramona coaster on our Instagram if yes. for anyone listening. Let's start with the recaps. So Real House of Beverly Hills, we've got part two of the reunion um, of a season that never really got off the ground. Um, we started off with Kyle being under attack by Dorit, apparently. So Kyle felt victimized by Dorit. Dorit felt the same. Um, then we moved on to Lisa's uh, daughter's eating disorder and how that was brought up on the show a few times. 
And then the next point that I wrote down <laughs> about the next topic was finger question mark Teddy plus her pregnancy. So <laughs> which was about Teddy's pregnancy and that her daughter hurt her finger, which is so sad. And I that's sad, yeah. And then we finally move on to the creme de la creme of this episode, which uh, of the season, which isn't saying much, and that is the Brandy and Denise saga, where everybody's questioning where is Brandy, and even Andy Cohen was like, I think Brandy has said everything that she needs to say, but then he took his words back when he had her on Watch What Happens Live, which I also listened to, and it was quite quite a juicy episode actually. So I'd recommend anyone to be listening to that. What tidbits did you take from it? Um, I think like Brandy was pretty convincing in this terms, like how she was saying, um, like she, she wasn't really lying. Like she has nothing to gain from lying, but she also was kind of saying that she didn't understand why the ladies were kind of grabbing onto that news that her and I think that's surprising that she says she has nothing to gain from her saying it because I think she has everything to gain from it. Possibility of coming back on the show and more airtime, more fame. She makes her money from this sort of stuff. So the more publicity, the more money she's going to make. And she can, she obviously has her podcasts and any other deals that she has on the side, which will only benefit her from this exposure. Whether, you know, even though it might be bad exposure, Mm. it will still direct people to you know, to her profile, to, um, what's it called, to listen to her podcast. So I think she has a lot to gain from this. She actually also mentioned that what Denise said about mm-hmm. her sleeping with someone of the group was a total lie because she said the only people that could have been was Lisa Rinna or Kyle and it obviously wasn't them. And if she had yeah. to choose, it would have been Erica Jane. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do <laughs> hear that. And um, she also mentioned that Heather Locklear actually reached out to her and was supportive of what Brandy said about Denise. Mm. She said that uh, Heather Locklear tried, oh, well, received a mm. decease and desist from Denise. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Do you know, I have, I have a thought, which I, I don't think I've said prior on this, on the podcast is that if Brandy is so concerned that she's going to be labelled a cheater and that she did such a bad thing and that Denise, you know, was cheating on Aaron, why would you use this platform to out her? Why would you not go to Aaron? Could you imagine if you were someone's partner in a relationship and you had to find out on TV and it was all exposed through TV that your partner had cheated on you? I think if she Mm. really cared and she didn't want the label, she would have just spoken to him privately. I think that's a great point, um, which I don't think I've heard anyone raise. But, yeah, since she was Mm. so very much scorned and found out through bad means about Eddie Cibrian, why didn't she contact Aaron? Then again, Aaron is a real weirdo. I don't know that I'd want to be phoning him and be like, (laughs) oh, yeah, so uh, me me and yo and Denise, we hooked up without you. (laughs) (laughs) True. But we also know that Sutton definitely knows about the hookup. So it's not as if, you know, Brandy is probably just trying to, to, you know, to tell Aaron, for example, or to do this nicely in a nice way. Like, she's obviously talking about it around town. Yeah. Like, she doesn't care. Mm, agreed. Uh, I really, I was interested about what she, about what you said about 
uh, Brandy saying on Watch What Happens Live that why did the women like grasp onto it? Because that's one of the things in one of the flashbacks, which I thought during this whole reunion episode, they really had a big emphasis on flashbacks. And I was like, there's no need to flash them back. I think we all remember like (laughs) the lack of juice that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But so when, um, Teddy says to Denise, oh, I'm not going to let you, like, sit there in pain anymore. Like, um, you, you know, she's saying that she slept with you. And then I think Kyle's turns to her and goes, oh, did you sleep with her? And I think maybe that's where the women went wrong. Like, you didn't need to know. Like, you didn't need to ask her if you slept. Yeah. If you slept together. That's true. There was something, there was, I can't remember exactly what was said, but it was with Lisa Rinna and Denise. And Lisa Rinna kept hounding her and being like, she said something like, you you did it, you know you did it. And Denise is like, did what? Like, what exactly are you trying mm, to say that, mm. that I did? And she was like, yeah, slept with or something. You know, it was basically like you slept with Brandy. It's like, yeah. that That's what you're hounding her over? This is what this whole season is about? Just the fact that she possibly slept with Brandy? Mm, mm. It's not even about the fact that she had apparently said all these things about the women. Like, yeah, the thing that they held on to was... The sleeping with uh, sleeping with Brandy. Yeah. Um. I think if they didn't hold on to that, I think it would give more light to the fact that Denise does lie, and you can't keep up with her own lies because she just escalates it. But yeah, these women have uh, made themselves villains. Yeah, definitely. So true. Um. At the start of this episode, so they zero in on Kyle um, and her issues with Dorit and then everyone's issue with Kyle's and Teddy's friendship, which I think, like, why do these people care, like, of Kyle? Because they kept hounding, they're like, just admit it, you're close to Teddy. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, I, it was weird on both sides. It was weird yeah. that they cared so much and they kept going on about it. But it was, it was weird that Kyle denied it. If she hadn't said in that first episode... Yeah, of course we're closer friends. Yeah. What does it matter? It wouldn't Mm. be such an issue. I just think that these women are just so in their own heads and they don't want to put a step, um, a foot wrong where that it actually makes them look worse. Mm. I I agree. Uh, is I think we said this before. It's very Carrie Radswell denying her friendship with Tinsley Mortimer Mm. on that reunion, and um, yeah, I think. Dorit is completely jealous, which is why she brought it up. Like, if she doesn't get, like, why she's not that person to Kyle. And Kyle is, for some reason, very much the centre of Real House of Beverly Hills, so I don't think they'll ever get rid of her. Sorry, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, at one point, she says, um, you know, Teddy and I, uh, Teddy is a better friend to me. She, like, shares a bed with me just like my sisters would. And it's <laughs> and that sort of becomes the metric for how a good friend is if you've shared a bed together, which I thought was <laughs> it's very full circle to Denise and her uh, velvet circular bed, <laughs> rotating bed. <laughs> so true. With the supposed trundle underneath. <laughs> well, Claire, I think our friendship is under a da- like is in dangerous position then because. Yeah. I never slept in the same bed together. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've let you guys down. Claire, tonight, come on over. I've got a spare room, but you can bunk with me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. Yes, I was going to say the Simpsons quote. I'll be there, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I've got a trundle, don't worry. 
Oh, <laughs> she does it, Claire. She does it. I've seen it. I've fallen for the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I lure in. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. So Sam is the Denise of the friendship group. Definitely. <laughs> Afraid of pounce. Uh, who is Annie in the in the Beverly Hills cast? Teddy. No. <laughs> Teddy. How dare you? So what does that make you, Brandy, Claire? Because I'm going to trap you in my trundle. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I hope so. <laughs> Does that make Roy Kim? No, he's Aaron. No, Rob's oh, Aaron. No, Rob's Aaron. Right. I'm Rob's Aaron. That makes sense. I'd like to be Erica Girardi. Oh yeah, <laughs> I speak like this. No, don't we all? You are the heartless bitch. I guess <laughs> if I had to choose, I I suppose I'll be Lisa Renner. Hmm. Controversial. Yeah. She likes attention. I like attention. That's true. That's true. I'd like some more dancing and skims then. <sighs> I don't think I should be doing that. <laughs> and posing nude with only sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? If I had a body like Lisa Rinna, no, I still, I probably still wouldn't. Um, but I'd do it. <laughs> now, what else? <laughs> oh, I just have written down. Ragamuffin. <laughs> Ragamuffin. Oh, yeah. uh, I think the only thing I took out of this scene was when Dorit says, uh, too much glam and then not enough, referring to Dorit and Denise and how Kyle has a problem with uh, with mm. all of both. And I hadn't had thought that before, but it is true. So point to Dorit. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. I don't know. Yeah, watch, watching this whole, this this opening part with Kyle... She just plays the victim and I don't know. I can see people's frustration with her. Yeah. Um, I see yeah, that. I agree. I think the real MVP of this whole reunion is um, Denise's drunk confessionals. The snippets. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just her flopping on the chair being like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Uh, lady. I think her background confessional, it looks like she's at the strip club as well. So it just, it all fits. <laughs> so good. So good. And I, I must admit, I love when, um, oh, what was it? Oh, when they're talking about the whole Teddy saga and when she says, I said far worse about Teddy. And then they all bring it up <laughs> at the reunion. And she's like, who told you that? Brandy that? No, you said that in your confessional. And she was like, no, oh, you guys are vicious. I'm like... You said that. You literally said that. I know. I know. I know. She's such a liar. Just like Camille. <laughs> so true. Such a fucking liar, Camille. Uh, the next scene is Lisa Rinna talking about her uh, Amelia Gray's eating disorder. Now, the big thing I took away from this is Lisa Rinna saying that Amelia Gray makes more money than any of them um, and she pays for her her. Uh, apartment all on her own $5,700 is it a month yeah um, now is anyone believing that Amelia Gray makes that much money more than anyone else I mean she could be but I don't think she's making more than say Kyle for no. example like Mauricio obviously has this multi-million dollar real estate company 
which I don't know if you've also seen has garnered some uh, some attention this week. Oh, because I think uh, I think what happened was a few of the people that they were representing ended up going over to the Hiltons, so they lost some business. Mm, some rivalry there, but sure, surely still he you know, he would be making so much money. Yeah, easily. I mean. If you were making more money than all of these women, would you stay in a one-bedroom apartment? Like, mm, I'd probably mm-hmm. be like Kylie Jenner and buying like a huge mansion. Yeah, exactly. And you know, as we know, Sutton apparently has millions as well, or at least a few millions. So, mm. I, yeah, I think if you were making that much money and you had that much money, you you would be staying somewhere way more expensive, where you'd be buying some sort of house. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, she also says, you know, she talks about the book where she um, informs her kids on how to provide some sexual activities. And then she said mm. that one of the friends prov- uh, told her kids about it because their kids don't read. But then she says Amelia Grace has a scholarship. How clever are her kids? What What is going Ooh. on? Do you think it's another one of these college scandals? Oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, where they're paying for them to get into college and they're forging all of their you know, records and all their extracurricular activities. Mm. GC. I hope not, mm. because apparently you go to prison for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Lisa Rinna in prison. She's just going to get eaten alive. That or she's all of a sudden going to go in there and be so charismatic that she starts running, um, like, you know, pageant competitions or something between all the inmates and they all have to. <laughs> mm. I don't know if you guys have seen Veronica Mars, but Harry Hamlin, he... He seems like he'd be okay in prison. He's pretty evil on Veronica Mars and he'd do all right. Okay, okay. Do you know what, though? They're actors. Like, I just can't. <laughs> I imagine the way prisons are like. I don't know how they, but, like, actors don't do well in prisons. <laughs> just... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. if uh, Orange is the new black, if that's anything to go of. Who's that um, That celebrity chef that's in there? And they all, they all love her. Yeah, but... I think that's a show. <laughs> Ultimate flaw. Are you sure? I it was a documentary. It might have been a documentary. <laughs> it's not, wait, it's not based on real life? Although they do have white collar prisons, so yeah. it's probably nicer. Yeah, I mean, there are those prisons where they're basically surrounded by like a, a fence and not, you know, they can kind of come and go almost. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, so the text messages that they briefly, like, spun through uh, during the reunion between Denise and Brandy, there was, like, a photo of someone lifting up their shirt. Like, I paused on it, and I was like... I must have missed that. I don't remember seeing that at all. Once again, they're putting our friendships to, you know, <laughs> to the test. I've never sent you a photo of my chest. I'm really sorry. I'll be waiting for one after the podcast. Yeah, Claire, what the hell? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking up. Will there be another episode next week? I just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Sorry, Claire, you're cut from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I get a photo of you. <laughs> By midnight, and you go over and sleep over Sam's house. Yeah. <laughs> Photo by midnight. <laughs> uh, what's it called? It can't be a fofty scandal. Have to be like, oh, I'm struggling for names. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I got nothing. In this segment, um, Denise, like, she doesn't she say to Andy, like, she lashes out of him. Like, I feel like you're trying to discredit the yeah. text messages. Very weird. I, I, I don't personally don't understand why people are upset that Denise are leaving. I, I don't think Denise is the only one that should be leaving. But, you know, if she's trying to self-produce and send out yeah. uh, cease and desist letters, you got to go. Yeah. And I think we saw this with the end of Adrian Maloof as well. You know, as soon as this, all, like that scandal popped up and she started sending out, you know, cease and desist, it's kind of like that your time is up. And it's obvious that you don't want to show everything on the show and yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, no one wants to watch like a people behaving well show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I'll miss the ice sculptures yeah. and I'll miss the ragamuffin hair. <laughs> oh, that ice sculpture was just so funny. How did it fit when you had this like <laughs> jeans barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> Claire, if she wants a knife sculpture, she can get a knife sculpture. <laughs> Very true. Um, any last thoughts about this episode? Oh, nothing that we haven't already said to death and yeah. seen, seen a million times throughout the show this this season. I agree. I'd like to be on the casting panel for um, the next season. There's no way you're going to get Chris Jenner, but obviously she would feature in the in my dream cast. Her with Kathy Hilton, Faye, the morally corrupt Resnick, and uh, who else would be there? Yeah. It, oh, who's the one um, from Desperate Housewives? What's her name again? Oh, the one that uh, slept with Harry Hamlin and Aaron. Yes. Oh, Nicolette Sheridan. Mm, yes. Juicy. Yes. Oh, we'll be having a word to those producers. Yeah, Nicolette Sheridan and Alison Dubois as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. The Easy. <laughs> <laughs> love it he will never emotionally fulfill you <laughs> know that all right so let's head over to roni so the recap of what i thought was was a good season so starting out we had quarantine talks we get a, a lovely clip from leah who's obviously ranting about ramona in quarantine and her antics in florida and new york then we get a recap of Leah's season um, and some, you know, great um, talking points from the women and how much they enjoyed Leah on this season as well. We also get a montage of all the problematic drinking that has gone on this season and some discussion on, on whether they're acknowledging their drinking and, and whether they see that you know, it probably, it may uh, actually be harming the season. Then we also see Tinsley return for the, um, the first time after a few weeks off and her exit with Scott. And then we end on Dorinda versus Tinsley, which for oh, drama and some good juice there. I, uh, yeah, I thought it was, this was a, a, a good reunion. I mean, obviously in contrast from Beverly Hills, but, uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I can't. I'm. I'm excited for next week as well. Mm. Um. So the fashion. What do we think? Who was best dressed? Who was the least best dressed in this crew? Mm. I mean, I enjoyed Leah. Mm. It was a. It was an interesting choice, but ah, I thought the other the other ladies were a bit bit bland. I see that. Uh, did you guys think that Sonia's nose seemed very pointy? It was might have been just a contour, but. 
Very sad profile. I was like, whoa, she's going to knock an eye out. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> I thought it was always like um, that. Oh, really? Did you did you notice how many necklaces Tinsley had on? No. Oh, have a look next time. There are a lot. There's about five or six necklaces that she's wearing. That coupon king money. <laughs> mm. um i i thought luann was best dressed me personally but leah was definitely up there and ramona had the best hair and makeup yeah the only thing i thought about ramona was her hair extensions didn't match mm. yes i see that it was a slight uh slight off color but also side note sonia and the facelift looking good and did they say Ramona had a facelift as well? Because she was looking... Yeah, uh, Dorinda very young. <laughs> insinuated that. I don't know if that's true or not, though. Yeah, it does look like she may have. Like, she was looking very tight. Mm. Yeah, she was looking good because I remember seeing her photos on Instagram and I'm like, whoa, like, is that really what she looks like? But, mm. yeah, she really does. I, I agree. Leah was probably the best... I really liked her dress. Um, Luann was probably the second. The rest of the ladies, yeah, it's okay. Like, could have done a bit better. I think um, I agree Ramona looked really good with the makeup. Uh, Best hair for me was Leah. I mean, she's got incredible hair anyway, but Mm. I think she had a really – and I like Sonia's haircut. I think it's quite nice, although I'm also a big fan of her – um original hair when she first started the season it was like like the kind of bangs to the left and it was had a bit of length down the bottom but Mm, i don't remember but yeah i agree i thought her hair looked good at uh, this episode oh and tinsley's extensions were also quite bad because they were all like they seemed very fake yeah she needed to have them cut in a way that was not so blunt on the yeah you can totally see what Tinsley's wedding dress is going to be like, if that was anything oh, to go oh, by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, we start off, as I said, quarantine talks, and we get the video from Leah about her castmates in quarantine and how not all of them are playing by the rules. And as we all know that that is obviously about Ramona, and Ramona says, I was the only one in Florida. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw as well, but I kept seeing a lot of things popping up during quarantine about Ramona and her going out to these Trump parties and she was <laughs> giving everyone coronavirus when she came back to New York. Yeah, it really, I think Ramona is so tone deaf and it showed during the reunion where she was like, I don't have coronavirus. And like, that's not the point, Ramona. The point is people are dying in America, like thousands and thousands every day. And by you posting that, like, oh, I'm dancing here in the sun. Just like, just don't like leave it off the page. The only thing that I maybe didn't completely agree with is that, yeah, it's coronavirus and, you know, everyone's in lockdown and you should be, um, should be acknowledging that. But also I can understand that you just want to have a little bit of, of fun as well and not in like going out and whatnot, but if you're at home and dancing around in your apartment, it's also bringing a little bit of joy to the, to the solemn nature that is, you know, COVID at the moment. While I don't believe that she is an inspiration, as she says, (laughs) maybe some people do enjoy you know watching her do those things and maybe it gives someone a little bit of laughter throughout the day Mm. to watch those videos i 
I see what you mean. I um I just don't know if she ever actually acknowledged that she was, you know, that she shouldn't have been going out and traveling from one side of the country to the other and um I think maybe that was the issue. She was yeah, not being a good advocate. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um and then we also hear that Sonia was trapped in a spa getting colonics. <laughs> <laughs> And she wasn't sure if anything was left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I want to know is how long was she trapped in this spa for? And were they forcing her to get colonics every day? And she's like, no, <laughs> no more colonics. They're like, you're here. You must have a colonic. Have you guys ever had a colonic? No. no. Have you, Claire? I have, yes. How was it? Um, <laughs> you sit on this tube. <laughs> <laughs> it flows <laughs> um, water up there and then um, you can see everything that comes out in this clear tube and very uh, confronting. Uh, there was corn and I couldn't remember the last time I had corn. So <laughs> I feel as though it would be oddly satisfying though. Yes. Um, they, I only did it once, but they said to really get the benefits, you should have it done at least three times. A year. Yeah. Three weeks is taking it to the extreme, though. <laughs> did, um, how did you feel afterwards? Any better? I think so, yeah. <laughs> this is a couple of years ago. Like, I haven't gone back. Um, honestly, sitting on that was <laughs> something else. <laughs> they got to lube it up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that my only concern in doing something like that is that you're also maybe cleaning out the good stuff that's in there. Like you need all kind of, you know, bacteria. bacteria. Yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously people do it, so it should, it must be safe. I mean, look, I'd be interested to try, but Annie? maybe at- I don't know. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Claire, we can take our friendship to the next level. <laughs> It's time. Take it. that, Denise and Brandy and Kyle. Yeah. Teddy. <laughs> Don't worry. And uh, we can uh, send you photos so that you also feel involved. It's and then right. you are also part you know, of the I, I, I don't need that. <laughs> oh. That's your bonding time, which I respect. So. <laughs> mm. Also, side, um, a side point on this scene, we also hear that Ramona has Lyme disease. Has this been brought up before? Oh, I didn't even catch that. Does she? Yeah. She says that she had COVID and Lyme disease at the same time. Now, as obviously Lyme disease is quite controversial and we know that from... Mel Chancels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've completely had a blank on what her name is. Oh, Yolanda. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Yolanda. We know that from Yolanda. And yes, the Munchausens. <laughs> Um, but as far as I w- was aware, you can't exactly get rid of Lyme disease. So I don't know if she's saying she got rid of it or if she's still got it or... Seems like, just... it seems like a Ramona thing. Perhaps she was trying to say something else and then she said Lyme disease. 
Yeah, maybe. Because she said in the scene that her doctor said, oh, you know, you've got Lyme disease, you've got corona, like your your body must be, you know, so good or something like that to fight everything off. That reminds me of the scene in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns gets tested for diseases. and the, Everything? For everything. And the doctor's like, you have everything, so you should be dying. <laughs> but it's like the disease can't get through the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny that you reference. We reference that at work because there's this one guy who we think is that. We're like, <laughs> he must just have everything. <laughs> um, Sonia, in reference to Ramona having, you know, Lyme disease and the sinus infection and coronavirus, is walking petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also hear that Ramona was hooking up with Harry Dubin and. Uh, Again, Sonia saying that Ramona is spreading the coronavirus with her spit, likely with uh, with with Dubin. I don't get Ugh. what the appeal of that guy is because, like, at least what four housewives, Aviva, Luann, Sonia, and Ramona have made out with this guy. I don't know, but they have some terrible taste with with men, as we saw with uh, with Ron. Ron last week, Rob. <laughs> Mm, I think it was Ron. Um, they should – I hope someone's keeping a tally on, like, which man has slept with the most real housewife because he should be made to be brought on to the real housewives mm-hmm. <laughs> as a bit of a hussy of a man. They should bring him <laughs> to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and see if he can make out with some of those ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, would you guys be here would, – would you guys be down for – a real husbands of a city. I feel like all it will be is just a bunch of guys like hanging out, just being cool with each other. I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> Drinking beers, going to football game. It's like an episode of The Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. But sometimes they can get they can get a little little wild. Yeah. Um, I don't, you probably guys probably haven't seen, but Real Housewives of New Jersey, they often have just segments with all the house husbands. Oh. Because, uh, like, Joe Gorga, I think, is more, <laughs> um, he's, like, better to watch than his wife, Melissa Gorga. And they're seeing, and so the scenes with the house husbands are actually hilarious. Oh. Well, maybe. Maybe they should get onto that. Well, then we have Leah's montage scene. And we get a little bit of a recap of her throughout the season. And we once again get to hear about, yeah, her, her tattoos and her, her wings on her vagina. And how Sonia didn't want to sleep with her because of the tattoos. Yeah, and apparently it was just a joke because she was attracted to Leah. Yeah, because they had sexual tension but uh, at that start there, there was no sexual tension I don't believe. I think it's maybe and on Sonia's if, side. Maybe, maybe in her mind there was sexual tension. <laughs> yeah. I mean look I, I would be offended I guess. Yeah I get that. I, I, I don't agree that Sonia is against that though. <laughs> no. I think she was just being you know had an elitist moment. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we also got to watch the scene again of Leah throwing the tiki torches, which is probably my favorite scene from this season. But I don't know if you guys remember the reason why she was throwing the tiki torches. And she was like, I hate those tiki torches, basically that they represented something really bad. 
And I didn't know what she was talking about. Had you guys heard of this? Was it cultural appropriation? No, I thought it might be, but I mean, and maybe it is and maybe I've read something wrong, but I Googled it and apparently, I think it was around 2017, there was some sort of neo-Nazi white supremacist um, march in Charlottesville um, and they were protesting the removal of a statute of Robert E. Lee, um, who was a Confederate soldier in the American Civil War, and they were all holding tiki torches and it was this huge thing. And um, one of the manufacturers, I think in America was basically like, we don't, you know, that's, we don't condone this. We're not in support of this. And yeah, so I think it, it gave uh, Tiki Torches a a bad rap, but yeah, it could also have something to do with cultural appropriation as well. But uh, I think that's what it was about. Oh, well, I won't be buying any anytime soon. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think uh, otherwise it's it's okay. um, As as far as I know. I'm glad they brought up the fact that um, Leah potentially may have been age shaming. Like, I know she probably didn't mean to, but there were some scenes where it kind of seemed like she was inadvertently. Yeah, I agree. I I never like when Real Housewives come out and say they they still get their period. I don't think that's great for anyone. Yeah, for young or old, like people have fertility issues to, you know. People going through menopause, which is the start of their new chapter, like it's just, yeah, not great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we also heard how Sonia got her tattoo of her wings on her vagina. She said when she was seventeen, I think she was doing hallucinogenics, and she had, I think, in a when she was hallucinating, she had a dream that she had wings on her vagina, or her her vagina could fly, or something like that. So that's why she got them. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious yeah and then it made me think because she was then talking about her family and how her dad liked he loved watching the show but her mum did not enjoy it and then it made me think if I was on a show like that (laughs) what would my parents think if they were watching me and would I care what do you think um look I wouldn't care so much for my mum watching it but I think I would not want my dad to watch me (laughs) on a show like that yeah especially if I was Mm. talking about you know peeing on princes and um (laughs) you know Taking hallucinogenics and having tattoos on my vagina. It was interesting that Bunny, her mum, is a, a shrink, right? Mm. So a, um, I didn't know that. Psychiatrist? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm. And I love uh, Leah saying that uh, <laughs> how Leah is is no reflection of <laughs> her mum's skills as a psychiatrist. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, because you can't really teach your own kids, can you, if you're a psychiatrist? So I don't think there's a huge conflict of interest. Uh, that's one thing that when you watch Real Houses of Potomac, um, you'll see that there's a psychiatrist and her daughter, and they are both just really crazy. Mm. I feel like this happens, though. And, I mean, when I used to work in a hospital, it, you would quite often see parents who were psychiatrists and um you know, social workers and things and their children, you know, I mean, not saying that this is all the time, but I would see it often. Their children were often off the rails and, you know, going through hard times. Good observation. Um, so the next scene is about the house size drinking, which I think we've all observed, like real house size of New York more than maybe anywhere else. They, they are the best to watch and... We hope it's not down to them, you know, just going out drinking, but um, perhaps they're drinking a little bit in excess. But in this scene, we see Dorinda lash out at 
because the focus is obviously going to be on her and she's very defensive as we've come to see in the previous episode. So she says to Ramona, oh, so Ramona says, oh, uh, you know, I don't drink as much as the others. That's how I get so thin. Then Dorinda says, you're not that thin. And then she also says, you're out all the time. I don't drink all the time like Ramona. Uh, and there's, yeah, just a couple of other things. Like she accuses Ramona of say, of calling Leah a whore. Then Ramona replies back, go to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we can all see this season, Dorinda was really the most pro- problematic with her drinking. And I think if it wasn't for her, the drinking maybe wouldn't have been such an issue. I mean, of course, we saw Leah and she obviously had some, some issues throughout, but she could rein it in, whereas... Dorinda really was just was was really kind of not good this season um and I think the other ladies kind of can acknowledge when they when they have an issue and you know are a bit more light-hearted and not so not so angry when they're drunk yeah I agree and it was funny I think they brought up um Sonia's drinking and then it was because partially partially because of the pills and then Dorinda mm. brought up the point she's like well I take these pills and I feel fine and I'm just like Dorinda have you <laughs> seen the videos yeah and then it's you kind of think is um maybe Dorinda is it the water pills as well maybe you should you know have a evaluate the medication and the drinking um but yeah I definitely thought this this part of the the reunion was was problematic and Still, Dorinda is just not really acknowledging her behavior here. And I mean, we all could see every time Andy would ask her a question, it was a deflection. And it was, well, Ramona does this. Ramona does that, as you said, Anna. So she kind of, I mean, at the end, she kind of did say that, you know, maybe she is a little bit embarrassed and she doesn't want to talk about these things. But you just have, if this is what you're doing, you just have to accept it and you have to own it and you have to apologize and, you know, and look at it and and learn from it and actually you know become better if anything not everyone has a chance to look back at their behavior on tv and see what they're doing and and dorinda has this chance and she should she should be evaluating herself i i agree i um i was hoping for a bit more self-awareness and uh reflection from dorinda but Instead, I just wonder if maybe that's uh, a problem that she usually has. Like she struggles to apologize when she's done something wrong. And have we seen her apologize in previous seasons? I don't remember. Mm-mm. Mm. That would be interesting. Maybe um, after this season, I'll go back and rewatch Dorinda seasons and see um, Yeah, if she's able to grow from uh, some of her, uh, yeah, where she hasn't done the right thing in situations. But yeah, interesting. One thing um, I think, Anna, that you brought up about Dorinda calling um, – sorry, Dorinda said that Ramona called Leah a whore. Sorry, was that mm. you? Was that, yeah. Um, and that it seemed as though Dorinda was really kind of trying to grasp onto something and make it worse than it was. Because actually I probably couldn't imagine Ramona calling her a whore. And then she goes back and Dorinda says something else, I don't know, like a slut or something like that. And then Ramona's like, no, I never said that. And then Dorinda was like, oh, maybe you said lowbrow. I'm like, <laughs> that is a huge jump from being a whore to being lowbrow. Yes, yes. It's like saying, oh, someone called you, like, an idiot. And they're like, oh, no, they actually said that um, you were funny. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't remember exactly where it happens, but it might be in this spot where Dorinda is saying that she would never say these things about someone else and she kind of only ever tries to bring people up and mm. meanwhile she's literally just gone on this rant about Ramona and how she's a drunk and all this and I would never say so that. So true. Just like we saw when they were in Mexico and uh, with Luann. <laughs> yes. Oh, Dorinda, I just wish that, like, I don't understand how she can look at these clips and be like, yeah, it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess the last bit here is Dorinda versus Tinsley, which was quite uncomfortable to watch throughout the entire season, especially one of the last comments that Dorinda made to Tinsley, which was about the turkey baster. And I was like, that was actually purely a vile comment that, uh, yeah, I don't know how she could say. But it was brought up that perhaps the reason why Dorinda hates Tinsley so much was apparently Scott gave John some money for some reason. Mm. And then Dorinda got angry at John for accepting this money. And then we get this clip that we've never seen before. And I have to say, Dorinda looks absolutely terrifying when she's on that phone call. (laughs) What did you guys think? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) What to say? I mean, one, why did they not air this? I think, I mean, I think they we can kind of gather that I think the producers are maybe scared of Dorinda or maybe the, the film crew as well at that time, because as Tinsley said, the producers at the time were trying to calm Tinsley down and be like, don't say anything to her about this. Um, and I think maybe they were afraid that if, if she kind of hung onto it, that she would just get really angry and they were afraid for Tinsley's safety. I think also, I wonder if they were afraid that uh, Dorinda would leave the show maybe last season because she wasn't that bad last season. And this season, obviously, she's gotten way worse. But, yeah, I, I wish they had have aired this. I think it was, gosh, it was very intense. And Dorinda's face, like, <laughs> holy crap. I, I would be afraid to be John. <laughs> so have you guys heard about the um, Scott's employee? Like, how he doesn't treat his employees great and um, that's some issues going on? No, I haven't heard this. Oh, I'll send it to you afterwards. Anyway, there's something going around where they think that um, Dorinda has witnessed something between uh, Scott and Tinsley and that's why she's, she tells John that they're not friends and you shouldn't be taking money from him. Oh. But either way, I think Scott has some um, – I don't think he's a lovely uh, millionaire. <laughs> But I don't think I, I, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that uh, any of them are. But yeah, there's some issues there. Why didn't the producers show Dorinda like yelling at Tinsley? Because then it would at least show us, um, mm. you know, a bit more backstory than Dorinda just coming at Tinsley hard this season. I'm glad. I'm glad that they did show it at least mm. in this um, in this reunion. And yeah, definitely provided some context because, God, it. It just didn't make any sense. Agreed. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out next episode and if there's kind of any more any more juice to the story. Mm, agreed. Um, do, so before that, when they were talking about Tinsley and Scott, then Andy asked the question, would you leave for, um, you know, the housewives for, you know, love? 
And then Ramona says if they're going to put a if he's going to put a ring on it. Then Luann says she's done it before. She left um, a, a career on an Italian show for the Count. Go Luann! What a babe! Yeah, there's so if you go on, I think it's either season seven or season eight. There's an episode where Luann talks about her life. And it seems like she did have, like, a career in Italian Ooh, television. Interesting. I guess that begs the question, would you guys, if you were on the show or if you had a, a great career, would you leave it for someone that you really loved? At this point in time, I would have to say no. <laughs> uh, I suppose it depends. Like, I don't know. I, do, I, don't, I don't want to say yes because I just can't foresee that. But I don't know. Who knows? If it was, uh, I'm trying to think of someone that I would leave my career for. Um, maybe like an Adam Driver. Oh, him? Yes. What the? Google him, Sam. Google him now. (laughs) Oh, I think he's a not that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yes. Uh, all right. Well, does anyone else have any thoughts? Um, yes, I have one, namely around Sonia. So uh, where's Sonia? <laughs> they catch her putting sanitizer on her leg. She says, I need a little shine. Um, that's probably not going to give you shine, Sonia. Um, no, I might try them out. For well, like five seconds. <laughs> and then I really appreciated when they were talking about drinking and, you know, she says that she wants to do better because uh, she wants to be a better example for young viewers. And I just, I think it's one of the first times I've seen a housewife acknowledge that they want to put, you know, do something better for the world when they're looking at young viewers. So go, Sonia. Yeah, that, that, was, that was nice to see. I mean, if I'm honest, I hope that there are no young viewers, but of course there are. <laughs> Because uh, this this is not a show to look for for uh, for guidance. That's for sure. Uh, if I was had a teenage girl, I'd watch it with her. I think it's good um, to yeah watch women of any age and you know it's something you can learn from from a sociological point of view. Do you know what I will say? This what I like about these women is the fact that their life doesn't like. I think a lot in society they think you know a woman's life the peak is when you're like twenty or when you're thirty, and then after that it's like all downhill from there. Whereas if you look at people like Luann, if you look at people like Sonia Ramona, I feel like they're having like a great time. They're dating. They're like flourishing. <laughs> they're starting <laughs> new businesses. And I think that's great. That's really inspirational. Mm. And I um I hope I get to do that at any yeah, age. Yeah, I agree with you. I really like the fo- the focus on uh women at any point of their age, like yeah, and how they take on their next chapters. Um I think my only issue comes that when Bravo is now trying to transition to a younger group of housewives in which they're sh- they're sure this yeah, they're doing the opposite now where the the focus is a a little bit too much when it should be on, you know, any age. It's celebrating every every woman. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if they want to bring it, younger castmates do, but don't get rid of all the older women. Mm. Is that it? <laughs> that is. That, that's that's it. all I've got. I'm ready for next week. 
Well, that was uh, the latest recaps of Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Again, uh, thank you for tuning in. Please, if you have a moment to spare, please review us on iTunes. Um, send us some feedback. Also, check out our Instagram where we post photos of what we've discussed on the podcast. Also, our TikToks where we put um, some interesting posts about the shows. And um, again, working on the website. So hopefully that will be out very soon. But um, I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's real good.